Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Women's Grit and Grace Blog Talk Radio podcast. So, it's been a while um, since I've done a podcast. I've been focusing um, my efforts on workshops in the Boston area on narcissism and on the crossing the bridge of the midlife journey. Reason being, these are two um, uh, important uh, transitions for women in how they relate to their power. One is a relationship um, dynamic that is very uh, prevalent in our Western culture, especially America, uh, which is um, really about being in a relationship uh, focused on power versus connection and how most women are very focused on connection, and it's a very easy relationship to, uh, dynamic to be attracted to, um, especially if you're smart and empathetic narcissist, be attracted to a narcissist, um, and that's really resonating with a lot of people, and <laughs> it partly is because we've got it on stage in our, um, you know, um, our political system. Second, uh, the crossing the bridge of midlife is also about a woman's power, pivoting uh, her power, where she embraces it, where she exercises it, really to um, more about her life and her values versus making other people happy. So, But um, I missed my podcast, and I wanted to come back to it. And, um, and so here we are. And today's um, topic is, are you embracing your power of relationship as a woman? So one of the things that when I'm working with women and we talk about how they feel powerless to make something better, different, the way they want it. And um, so we begin to really examine what is power um, and how is power for them uh, the same or different or the overlap of how the power uh, forms exist in our world today, which are very much male power forms, um, power over people. Uh, control of people, and women are constructed differently enough that, yes, there's some of that because we are a combination of male and female, um, uh, shall we say, archetypal energy. But if you're born a woman, you're leading with your female self, your feminine self, archetypes. Um, And maybe, you know, and often the way I experience life, it's a lot about not only leaning with that, but healing what has been wounded with that in in past um, in your immediate past or maybe in in your ancestral past and um, and so one of the powers that women have is of relationship we relate to everything right and the reason we relate to so much is because we actually are set up our physiological system is set up to be much more quote unquote sensitive um, I call it relation relationship. And um, and sensitivity is often considered a weakness, a vulnerability, when actually I really encourage women that I'm working with to lean into their sensitivity but know how to care for it and know how to set good boundaries up. So today's write-up is women's ways of power are unique and not often embraced by women as a form of power. Yet when women embrace their unique forms of power, such as their power of relationship, Their impact increases, as does their effectiveness for realizing what they seek to make better. 
The power of relationship begins with a woman knowing what has value and meaning for her, then partnering with her soul for creating this in her life and the world. For example, do you seek more care for the world of nature? Pivoting to sharing such awareness with your soul and spirit will create events in your life for taking action to effectively care more for nature and to help others and inspire others to care for nature as well. This is not a linear intellectual process, but a process of relating to your inner world of values and what has heart for you, and then partnering with your soul and spirit for creating an impact with such in the five senses world. Impact that comes through your relating to yourself, your soul, and then your gift of action as a human being. Today I want to share my thoughts and real-life experiences of how the power of relationship can empower more of what you seek in your life and your world. So, power for many women is a very ambivalent word. They're very ambivalent about, and, and often uncomfortable even, about engaging the word power and what that means for them. So, one of the things that I offer is, um, is think of power as your ability to make better what you care about, to change what you don't like, so it has less less impact, and the and the confidence you have about your being being able to do so. So, you know, one of the things that um, we, you know, one of the reasons we cringe away and and you know, kind of like shudder when <laughs> get uncomfortable when when someone says, "So, what do you think about power?" It's because we're so used to the forms of power that are prevalent on the planet at this time, which again is a lot about controlling of others. It's a lot about, um, you know, being able to to have others do what you want. It's to then not take responsibility for what your choices cost or affect. Right? It's a very non-relationship based. Um, definition and expression of, of power. Whereas women are often, you know, we, by our ability to create a human being in our sleep from two cells, are very much attuned to life's creations, the importance of life of all forms, um, the caring for life. Um, and so what we relate to we give our power to. So if you relate to your friends, you are spending time and energy and focus with your friends, right? So that's the power of relationship. Um, It's what you relate to that has power because, you know, the expression of put a woman, you know, put a woman at it and it it will get better means we are not as comfortable. And again, we have much more ease and skill sets for creating something better from what is and it's not that you have to do that for everything it's for what has heart and soul for you and you know meaning what what calls to you and when we learn to answer what calls to us and learn to care for what calls for us even as our mind will be telling us all the reasons not to care about that or not to spend time or energy on that um we often override that or, you know, take care of that part of us and say, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, And that's where we find our satisfaction in life. And when we don't care for that, we don't pay attention to that, it's often where we can feel really sad, discouraged, despairing, depressed. 
because we're not answering the call of our soul. We're not answering the call of our heart. And we're never meant to be living what someone else's call is to them. You know, our call can look really different than our best friend, than our spouse, than our children, than our parents. It's meant to do that. Um, We're not meant to stay aligned with that which came before us or that which is walking with us. Now, is there overlap? Absolutely. But what is required for really kind of the confidence and the clarity and the strength and the courage even of following the call of our heart is to develop a deeper, stronger relationship with our soul. And sometimes I'll say soul and spirit. The soul is kind of the container. The spirit is more the energy of it, the action of it. And those two, the spirit and soul, have a lot of power in the what I call the five senses world, meaning, you know, the world you can see, you can touch, you can taste, yada, yada. So, um, but we need that marriage of our sacred self, that which we can't really see but we feel and know and has power, and our physical self, that which we can engage with with our five senses, and that we, the majority of our focus um, with. But a lot of times it's, it's not unlike a marriage. If the two partners are not engaging with each other, if they're not helping and supporting each other, the marriage starts to go south. And if we just live in the five senses world and only pay attention to the five senses world, something starts to feel wrong. And this is where despair starts and depression starts. And, you know, the things that hopelessness and helplessness because we're we're ignoring we're not we're not giving attention and focus and priority to the other part of us the sacred part of us our spirit and soul and that is where a lot of power and a lot of wisdom and a lot of courage comes from just like when two people in a marriage are really firing off well as a couple they can do amazing things and they can feel really happy and and satisfied so and especially so for a woman a woman is meant to be very connected with her with her spirit and soul because we're asked to do great things not only are we asked to make human beings in our sleep from two cells we're asked to be the visionaries we're asked to be the voices we're asked to be the the call to courage for not only ourselves, but those we love and those that count on us. And, you know, as many a a mother will know, you know, when your child is struggling, when, when, you know, there's, there's a challenge for your child, you come online to do whatever you need to do to take care of that challenge, to bring resolution to that challenge, you know, and, you know, I always think this is why we named nature, Mother Nature, right? You know, um, and we say things like hell has no fury like a woman scorned, meaning we have tremendous power. It's just are we engaging it and are we you know, focusing it for the things that matter to us? And, um, and you know, I, I think I think it's hard to be a woman pretty much around the planet, um, for different reasons. Um, you know, for, for many women in the world, 
you know, just making it through the day safely is is an accomplishment. For women in other parts of the world, you know, making it through the day feeling like what they what they contribute has any value. Um, on and on it goes. So asking the five senses world to satisfy us as women is is asking something that isn't going to be satisfying. And that doesn't mean it in any way that I'm saying give up on making the world a better place for women. Um, and uh, No, no. But how we're going to do that is it's going to take soul power. It's going to take our spirit, you know, ignited and passionate. Um, and it's a long haul. It's going to take time and, and focus and persistence and determination, all of which can come and go if we're just using our mind. Our mind is very fickle. It's, it's you know, it, it does what it wants to do to keep us safe, and it does what it wants to do that it's done before. The creative power lives within us, not up in our head. Okay? And the marriage between our creative power and how we roll it out, yes, that's a marriage between, you know, as I say, neck up and neck down. But for a woman, the relationship we have with ourselves, how do we value ourselves? How do we love ourselves? How do we support ourselves? That is how we will then allow or not allow people to treat us. Everything starts from inside. How we treat ourselves is how we will tolerate what others treat us like. And often how we will treat others is is based on how how full is our cup of, of self-love, of self-confidence, of self-respect. So this, this power of relationship is a very different power than you will hear or see men do. Okay? Now, I'm not saying... Men don't relate. I'm not saying there aren't men who are very committed to relationship and relating in a positive manner, but it's not it's not kind of the default. Whereas for a woman, it absolutely is. Um, it, you know, it's why they have finally figured out the way women relate to stress is to tend and befriend. It's not fight or flight. That's that's a very male male energy. Men are either aggressing. Or they're retreating. Um, you know, I learned this when I was working um, a lot with couples, and um, I still work with couples. But working with a lot of couples when I first started um, this business um, taught me that men don't circle things. Women circle things. Men, men go. Men, <laughs> men fight or flight. Women tend and befriend, and tend and befriend means. When something's really bothering you, that's the day you have to clean your closet while you're talking to your friend. And you you clean the closet because you need to do something. But you're talking to your friend because you need to connect. You need to relate, to figure out what is really going on for you and sort it out. And it's not that we're asking our friends to tell us what to do, even though we often do offer advice. It's not the advice we're seeking, we're seeking the connection. We're seeking the relationship of I'm being heard, I'm being valued, I'm being witnessed by another person, just as we will do for someone when they're having a hard time. So um, I want you to think about where your power of relationship is strong in your life and where 
your power of relationship is inviting you to more intimacy and more focus with it. So, for example, if you have a very active prayer and meditation life, perhaps where your focus wants to be balanced is how are you showing up in the world of action? How are you taking action on the things that have heart and soul for you? If you're a doer and you're so busy with your to-do list, maybe where you want to look at uh, balancing yourself out is to take time to make it a task, (laughs) make it a to-do list entry, um, to spend some time every day in meditation and prayer and journaling. So again, it's the both and for women especially. We start with the inside and then we take it out to the streets. And then the streets, what, what we experience in our five senses world, then gives us feedback about where we then need to go inside more or deeper or longer or different. It's, an, it's, a, it's a relationship dynamic, as all relationships are. So I'll leave you with those thoughts. And, I, you know, please, if, if there's anything that I can answer a question for you or maybe you want to engage in a clarity session, which is a um, one-hour session where we go into what's going on for you and I help discern and kind of tease out the dynamics and the challenges and the opportunity for you. Um, I invite you to engage one of those um, or more. So you can go to my website at jicar.com. And I wish you a fabulous last weekend in March. Take care. Bye.